0: Thank you. We are live. I just, I had meant to play another uh, intro. Yes, I wanted to make sure to play that before we came in. You were watching another episode and listening to another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. It's been a minute. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since we came to you, so we wanted to do... A short episode tonight. We're going to do a longer episode, a full episode tomorrow evening where we're certainly going to relax, uh, react to that little old Milan Derby first leg of the Coppa Italia semifinal tomorrow. I'm Alex Dono alongside Jerry Mancini. And Jerry, uh, I know you really wanted to do an episode tonight and just update everyone on, on how you're doing. You've been pretty open on social media about your your journey uh, through mental health and mental health awareness. And, you know, you and I talk off and on frequently, but I'd, I'd love to know, and I know people out there would love to know, how are you?
1: Um, the last couple of weeks have been rough, I'll be honest. I finally went to see a doctor and to kind of get the personal help that I've been neglecting for quite a while. And, um my my depression has stemmed since college now everyone who sees me on twitter thinks that i'm happy happy i tweet 20 tweets a day and that's a psychological problem i have where i don't know when to get off twitter and say hey that's enough for for three hours and just turn it off i always have this back in my head that the next tweet has to be the perfect one in order to sign off. And and I'll be honest, I'm the guy who thinks that if it doesn't get likes, I'll delete it because it's to me, it's like, it's not good. It's, it's something that people don't respect. or don't care. Or, or it's just, and I know it's not, it's just me having to be this person where I have to be liked. And it's because in college university, not university, sorry, in high school, I was never, appreciate it and never had the respect and when i do see the tweets that have 30 retweets and i have the people who ask me my opinion for a player it, it over the last two years it really has affected me because i've never had that kind of response from people where they yeah. view my opinion and, and care so much and um a very short story is that back in college i actually And I don't don't say this on Twitter. It's I'll say it for the first time, and I've kind of no one really knows about this, or very few. Is that I tried killing myself back in college, and I popped seventeen Tylenol one night for how depressed I was, and just not being happy with my life, and and not being liked. I used to have people who used to post notes on my back. And 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 I would have... I remember one time in in one of my uh, high school classes, I had a guy slap me right in the back and I threw him at my desk across the room. And the teacher had to calm me down. And I just had people who would pick on me. Now, I'm not the greatest person on Twitter either in the last year, I always say. I'm no saint. I've called out people like Digby. Uh, I've called people like Romano. And I'm not going to put anybody underneath the bus. Those are things that... I shouldn't have done at the end of the day. And I can explain why actions that I could have prevented as well. But
0: and I... and I can interject on that. It's easy to get carried away sometimes, right? When you're on social media, even like somebody like you, Jerry, who's been like, you've been bullied in person before. And like, you know, you know how awful that feels. I think it's easy to sometimes on social media kind of forget that you know there's there's a real person on the other end of it and i'm sure that some of the people who you know who upset you and upset me sometimes on social media they forget you know that we're real people i think it just becomes really easy to pile on and make fun of people on twitter it's just a lot easier than it is in real life oh absolutely and that's why
1: i've in two weeks i got my next doctor's appointment i did blood work last week and me doing blood work is never good because i always faint and i fainted again last week yeah you told me about that damn i man. hate blood work i can't do it it's something I, I can't stomach it's i don't know it's all my life but i already got the doctor who called me on friday and she's like she wants to have another appointment for my health and, and for my mental health so which is good but like um in, in general like i told my doctor from the whole podcasting to writing, to, to, to how the Twitter has actually affected me positive, positively, but also negatively. Yeah. The negative side is that it really sucks you in that it can, it can really eat you apart. And like, you have to be on it. You're glued. If you're not the first to, to tweet all the news, if you're not the first to say, Hey, goal, whatever, if you're not the first to, to, to be against everybody else, it, some people it affects them mentally, um, and then the positive side is that I got a TFC gig before the before the COVID. I met people like you on Twitter where you're real, and yeah. and, I always, and I always keep my guard up because a lot of the time we don't know who who these people are on Twitter. Let's be realistic. Um, there are people who put pictures of themselves like dinosaurs and freaking players and we, yeah a lot, a lot of footballers yeah. on the pictures you, you're, you're not those people so how do i right. know you're real how do i know you're john how do i know you're tom so that's a lot of the time you have to be careful too right and and just in just over the the years sorry over the yeah over the past years it's just gotten worse even with coven now and and I, at the beginning it was i was able to manage working on the front line but i think me just focusing just on football is not healthy for me. And, and I was writing five articles a week and, and I enjoyed it at, at first. I did. But, and I know that if you're going to do it, don't expect to get paid. But I guess at the same time, when you pop out 300 articles, 200 articles, you're like, well, okay, where's the end game? Like you do it for fun. You do it for enjoyment. It's It's a hobby. Why a hobby shouldn't be doing 10 a week. A hobby should right. be doing like once a week, and if you're gonna get paid for it, yeah, then you should be pumping out five a week to get paid for that. Then, like that's, sure. I'm making sites rich, not richer. I'm giving them some exposure. You're, you're
0: giving something away for free to them that helps them. And and you're listen. I I've been there, man. I've I've worked uh, my entire adult life. I've worked in sports industry and in the media industry, and I I know like what what you're saying. It speaks to me. And listen, some of the stuff I do, I get paid for. Other things, I do it for passion and for side projects. And I know what it's like to get into something because you love it and you think every single minute of every day that I'm doing this, it's going to just feel like I'm doing what I love. And I wish it was that simple because sometimes you can reach a point like, like you and your writing. And I've I've been down this road before where sometimes you start putting in so much time and effort, and it stops being fun, and it starts becoming stress, and it starts becoming a job. And it uh, it's it's difficult, because then it's like, you're taking something away from yourself that you used to enjoy so much.
1: No, absolutely. And it, it's, it's been been difficult, like I said, and the, the problem is that I've held this in for for quite a while that and, and, and I agree that there are, I've said it in the past where I'll, I'm going to get off Twitter. I'm going to get off Twitter and I'm going to take a break and it's it's easier said than done. And, and, yeah. and I'll be honest, in the past I've done it because I want, I, I like when people respond. I, I like the people have to say, oh, they care or I have to hear the response. Oh, look, Jerry, I, I won't deny it. And it's not the right, it's not the right attitude to have. It's not the right. Mentality to have it's 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 wrong because you don't want to calm people in for the wrong reason. Um, uh, again, getting off Twitter, I, I've had people I'm not gonna say names again, where mm-hmm. I've, I've said that I want to cut back on writing and I want to cut back on podcasting, yeah. and I've done that in the last two weeks. Now, well, writing, I, I guess, since the new year, to be honest, but um, and podcast is not even the issue. I, I would say more writing than right. podcasting because when you go on a pod the reason why i like our pod and i'll be honest and i'll say this i'll open to a lot of people is that when you script you might as well just break down an article too like seriously right. if you're gonna write a script for your it's pod, work
0: yeah it's work.
1: work man just put it all and put an article to it too like you get double the content for your site like it's i don't understand how people spend a lot of, i'm not I, I shouldn't say in a mean way but I, i'd say in God bless that like you guys have the time to do it. But the thing with Alex is that we don't script and that's what makes it so great is that you come on and shoot the shit. And, and, and that's what makes potting so better is that you just have fun with it. Like when you start having to write a script of 500 things and you got to have a plan for Tuesday, it's like, we don't get paid to do that. So we're good to like, just talk a few things and, and go away. And I think that's what people like is that you're just open and you go but just, just like I was saying with the mental health, because I'm getting dripped away, but, like, guys, anybody who has it, don't don't hold it in because yep. there there is help out there that, that can help you. And like I said for myself, I've finally, I've, I've said for the last, I would say, six months, and I would say Joseph Fischetti is, has been one of the biggest supporters yeah. on the Fort Napoli podcast, and I've grown up with him since I was, like, 3 4 years old and he's been the most su- supportive and he's actually said that he wouldn't help me with anything until I actually saw a doctor and finally got some help wow. and he lives with he lives within radius like 5 minutes away from me so it, it, it's more of first accepting that you do have an issue if you can't admit it to yourself then there's no reason to even go in the first place. Um, right. But but like I was saying, like it's 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 hard. And the day when I went to the doctor, I've hadn't had I haven't never got blood work done. I've not seen a doctor in over a decade. And I don't say walk-in clinics. Walk-in clinics mm-hmm. are not doctors, guys. No, yeah. They're they're there to like see if you're sick today. They're not gonna give you an actual full checkup like a family doctor right Who a family doctor you've seen before they've got a
0: chart on you and all that
1: yeah like i haven't seen a family doctor since like high school i would say wow yeah so (laughs) like i said i think the last time i heard my doctor had cancer don't know god bless if he's still alive but like it's it's a it's a battle guys because today i'll feel great and then tomorrow I might feel a little bit different, and like I said, Twitter Twitter can be it's it's its best friend. And it can be your enemy as well. So I know there are a lot of people who are who are great on Twitter and who've been supportive and open. And then you get people like yesterday, where I send a picture about myself, and then the next thing you know, it it, it becomes a meme. And oh, I, I I don't I don't I don't authorize to be a meme. I don't yeah. do that. I, I don't attack other people yeah i'll I'll, like art's in the group chat right now and i'll I'll use an example art's very fun and he'll and he'll keep it to to banter within the team Mm -hmm. but he won't personally go make videos of me and pictures and attack me which i respect i have never gonna get mad at a person because he bantered my team like that's it's not me so it's not like yeah. I'm going to go call Art and say, Hey, Art, why are you making fun of Lazio? Yeah, you have okay. no control
0: over it. I mean, at the end of the day, like you you love Lazio. I love Inter. If, you know, they, they we, Inter can't score a goal to save their lives lately, at the okay. end of that, you can banter me only so much. There's
1: nothing I can do about it. <laughs> it's when people make it personal and that kind of affects me mentally. But that's something where I just need to, like, learn how to just turn it off and just yeah. get off and, and say, forget it. But, um, I think that's, were at the beginning of Twitter it was it was fun people were really engaging I find that it's become more toxic in in recent time where people are very fragile and, and they, they get so offensive of their team and it's like you don't own the team don't worry right. it's not it's not the end of the world do not worry but um my my biggest thing is that I've I've personally attacked people even if tv and, and i've actually reached out to them and i've apologized to them in the past and i just want to be a more positive person and not be that person who i'm i don't want to be the person that that people kind of like attack me i don't want to do the opposite and i go attack people you don't want to be a hypocrite yeah i that, that's, that's the word like it's not it's not what you should be doing, you know what I mean? like yeah. if you're if you're seeking for help and, and you know that you need like you've always been attacked all your life, why should I be the person doing it to others? And that's why right. I did that in the past on Twitter, and it's not fun because and again, like i i I'm very rational. I, I think that something's funny, but when you really think about it, it's out there on Twitter, and everyone sees it. So when I embarrass myself, that's fine. I don't care. Like, I do it to myself. But when you're doing it to others, it's, it comes with a consequence. And, uh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll even say another one. And, and, and I'll say on the record because I will apologize to him. It's Sean McIntosh. And I said last month I, I, I told him to F himself. And I overreacted over a tweet where he kind of bantered me about inter and sometimes you get into the moment where you kind of like lose control and your emotions kind of get the best of you. And, and I know that Sean didn't mean any harm in, and, and like I said, I, I'm no stranger to apologize to those. And he's a good guy and yeah. I don't think he meant any harm, but sometimes when, when I'm always being, pushed consistently of being an Inter fan, it does get to my head where I don't like to be labeled as something that I'm not because my my platform is to talk about all football, any teams, but well, my team's always Lazio, but I, I talk about Inter because I know a lot about them. I'll talk about Juve, I'll talk about Milan, but the thing is that Inter is that you're my co-host, I have my father, and it's just, there's a lot of history between the two clubs, so and like I always say, Inter fans are always respectful to me. I've never had one Inter fan who's ever beefed with me,
0: ever. Even Big Show is nice to you, even. Yeah, he's super nice. Yeah. I,
1: I don't know why he gets attacked by some people, but that's a whole different topic and a whole can of worms. But I, I'll say that Big Show is a really nice guy and is harmless. Yeah. Harmless. Like, So, yeah, again, I, I don't know the, the world that – people think that you, you have to only cheer for one team and, and, and I know it's 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 pity stuff that I'm talking about probably but it, it does affect some people because when you have to hear it five times a week, ten times a week, it does get annoying after a while and it, it does get underneath your skin and it kind of affects yeah. you mentally because you you're reading that and you don't know how to perceive it, right? So but um overall I I, I have been getting help. I am like I, it's it's gonna be a a battle for me, but I do plan on wanting to beat this. And yeah, you will, I,
0: man, you will. And and I and I, you know this, and I want you to know uh, that you you have so many people that care about you. And uh, and I think because um, I, I I have experience going through what you're going through, and it's never like it's it's never something you completely win. Like I've I've had mental health struggles. I've been, I've been to therapy before and it really helped me. So I hope that's, that's something you're getting into. I know you're seeing a doctor and I I would imagine that, uh, the therapy sessions are down the road for you as well. And every therapist is different. Like they all study, you know, different schools of thought and stuff. The, The one that I use, Jerry, helped me so much. And listen, I'm my, my struggles are not the same as your struggles. Uh, mine were unique to me. Yours, I'm sure unique to you. Some of the big things that he taught me is, um, Sometimes you just, you can't, you can't set like unrealistic expectations for yourself because you're, if you don't meet them, then it's like every day you lost a battle and it's, and that, that, that's going to weigh on you. Um, you know, something that I, I know you're going through this with the Twitter stuff. it like, you know, for the most part, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter what, what other people say. And I know it's easier said than done. I could say that living it and internalizing it is a different thing. It's something I've gotten better at. It's not something that I think anybody can master because, you know, it, it, it is hard to see some of this stuff that, that everybody has to see when they log in to that app. Uh, but and, and you said it best, like a lot of a lot of these people who are big time D bags or, you know, they're not even they're not even real people. It's like they got like a Ronaldinho avatar. And, you know, they got the, they got a T-Rex avatar or something. And uh, and yeah, and you just um, and also don't go out of your way to put yourself through an experience that you know is going to trigger you. And, like, not saying get off Twitter, but don't be afraid to use the mute button. Don't be afraid to use the block button. Don't be afraid to make it, you know, an experience that's just not going to, like, put yourself in turmoil. And, you know, sometimes, like, listen, I I know what you're saying, why it's, like, it's hard uh, to get off Twitter because it's, like, for a lot of us, that's my newspaper. Like, that's how I know what's (laughs) going on with the world. That's how I know what's going on. In football, that's how I know, you know, what's going on, you know, in in Ukraine these days. That's how I know what's going on, like financial charts and things that I follow. Uh, But maybe maybe just don't don't tweet as much for a while, because like, dude, there are some times like I I can remember a couple months ago. I was going uh, I was like on my way out, uh, my wife and I anniversary going out to our anniversary dinner And I sent out like this trolling tweet had nothing to do with with Serie A because I I cover the NFL as well. And I sent out this like NFL related trolling tweet and I knew, oh, my my timeline's going to go crazy. And then like I'm about to go to dinner. So I can't see what people are saying, trashing me or responding to me. And it kind (laughs) of drove me crazy. So it's like just, you know, so, so just maybe maybe read some tweets. You don't have to you don't have to tweet 20 times a day. And just like don't don't go out of your way to put yourself in situations like, you know, if people want you to write 20 freaking articles a week. Sometimes you have to say no. Like if, if, if you know, if everybody Tom, Dick and Harry wants to invite you on your podcast, I know you're a popular guy. You get a lot of respect. You get a lot of uh, requests for that stuff. Sometimes you got to say no and the world is going to keep on spinning.
1: No, absolutely. I think my biggest thing is that when I wake up at five in the morning for work, four thirty. Right away, the first thing I do is Twitter. I'm looking at my. I don't leave yeah. my house till six. I'm on my phone for an hour, and I need to learn that. My biggest problem is if I if I if I don't tweet today, if I don't send out anything content, anything, I feel like I let people down on
0: Twitter. Yeah, stop feel, feeling that way. It's like it's, that's my yeah, biggest. It's not a that's big my biggest issue
1: is that yeah. I'm. I think that if I don't talk for a day, I like it's like I I let somebody down. But really, yeah. I keep on forgetting that no one gives a shit. Like, at the end of the day, like, no one cares if I tweeted or not today. Well, the no thing
0: is, like, like pe- people might care, but it doesn't – it shouldn't really matter to you if they do or don't. Like, you, you don't owe them anything. Like, think of it that way. Like, yeah, they're they're probably you, – you got a lot of followers. There's probably some people like, oh, you know, I love what Jerry tweets out, banter or strong opinions. You don't owe anybody anything.
1: Yeah, it's true. That That's where I forget that you do it on your time. You don't just yeah, – exactly.
0: It, it has affected my work,
1: too. I won't lie. I'll be at work and I'll stop in the middle of the aisle – just to like send out a soccer tweet or something. It's like it's like, why though? I'm not even getting paid for it. But right. again, it's 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 the mentality of me. But this is not to like make people feel bad for me, guys. That that's not what I'm here to do. I want you to know that. I don't want you to go home, oh, I feel bad for that guy. No, no. I I want to be open and honest because I haven't been a good individual myself for the last year, I say on Twitter. Yeah, my banter is fun, but I want to becomes more personal and i attack people and i think it's funny it's not um i i just don't want to be that person anymore i don't want to attack a romano i can give a shit what he does and what if it's corrupt or not i don't care that's his business at the end of the day that will come back to haunt him there's no point because so again, that, that that's a whole different story. But mm-hmm. like Digby's never done anything wrong to me, so I don't want to attack him. Uh, IFTV's never done anything wrong to me. Um, maybe people are indifferent about their opinions or whatever it may be. That day, of day, there are they're, well, they're And they're and like, I also
0: I want to add on that note. They they seem like genuinely great dudes because you you told me when when you reached out to uh to Marco. You know, to kind of, you know, to say, like, hey, sorry, sorry about because, you know, you you didn't really say anything bad, but it got people going and people were going after you. And then, like, he, he was really cool with you. So, like, I, I respect those guys, man. They work really hard and they seem like good dudes. No, absolutely.
1: I like, I I know I, I understand some people may feel indifferent because his father or whatever the heck the history is. I don't know his family of Twitter world. Existing for over a decade, it seems. I just grew into it two years ago and didn't know that this even existed since 2010, or who knows. I've been on there
0: since 2009. I think it was like 07 or 08. It was launched, something like that.
1: That's when Twitter didn't exist to me. That's when technology was all bullshit, and it still (laughs) is to me personally. But again, you you can't you can't look at uh, what other people think. That's my my whole life is I am a follower and it's bad. I'm, I'm very easy to be like, to, to like get suckered into do something and thinking it's funny. Oh my God, I should do it. And, and not thinking for myself that it's not the right thing. Why am I doing something for somebody else when they should do it themselves? If they, if, if, if it's so funny and they want to attack somebody, they should put themselves out there, not yourself. But um, yeah, guys, my whole, like, I just wanted to open up, like, tell you why we haven't been doing podcasting for the last two weeks. So. Well,
0: part of that's my fault. I was on vacation last week. It's not it's it's not all you, buddy. Jamaica, right? Yeah. Yeah. How would have stayed there? But, I, I, I was tempted, but I was going to run out of money real quick if I stayed there any longer. <laughs> but um, I am
1: grateful to the people who I don't know on Twitter, but have been supportive and still. Being decent people and taking the time out of the day, my family's been supportive, my wife, everybody. So uh, it's it's nice to know that there are people who, especially now, like in the last two years where it's kind of a weird time because, well, I I guess depending where you live, right? But um, when you don't have things open, when you don't have people going out as regularly because... And I respect if they if they're not comfortable because of COVID or whatever it may be, right? You gotta respect that still. And uh, Twitter has been another channel where some people have been open and receptive. I had Mario Galliani uh, call me today, and he, he's been fantastic, great guy as well. Um, so there there have been some people on on Anando's been another one who who basically even though I've never met them or I've met them in some capacity have been still good people. So I, I'm very appreciative and supportive uh, and I respect that. So like I said, this is not a, this is just to open up and, and, and hopefully others will follow suit that kind of have this issue and not to hold it in. Cause I'm, I've, I've noticed that the longer I hold this in the worse it gets. And, um, especially mentally where there like I said, there's days where you're fine and you might wake up on the wrong side the next day. And it's, it's scary. There, there's been time. like the doctor asked me if I ever planned my own suicide. And I go, I've never planned it, but I've thought about doing it before. And recently I've, it's, it's crossed my mind where it's been there, yeah. but um, have I kind of like drew it out and actually tempted not this time, no. But um, yeah, it's 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 it can get scary some days where you just don't
0: want to be here anymore and you yeah. just want to be gone. So but it's uh and, and then and that again, like that that goes back to and it's something I, I struggle with as well. Struggled and struggle because there's really no past tense on it. It's like you, you got you gotta remember that you, you can't you can't set these unrealistic expectations. That that that's what because if you if you're constantly you know creating what what you should be doing and what should be happening and the way you should be interacting with other people and the the goals you should be achieving if you if you can't if you can't reach it because you just haven't been realistic it hurts like it really freaking hurts and it makes it difficult and i respect so much what you're doing because i know it's not easy to talk about but you outline how important and why it's so important to talk about it and i think this openness is so important because Like I've been there, and I'm sure you've been there, where you see somebody talking about their own struggles, and it's it just helps to know that like there's other people that are dealing with what I'm dealing with. Like it 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 makes me feel stronger to know that, and I hope it does make you feel stronger as well. And I hope you know that by you talking about it, you're making somebody else out there feel stronger if they're having similar feelings and they've gone through this as well.
1: No, absolutely, I appreciate that. Uh, Of course, but um, I'll, I'll. Kind of drift off because it's. I don't want to be here for another hour. I know that you have a long day tomorrow too, but I'm not going to talk about Napoli, Lazio tonight because we have a Napoli guest coming on tomorrow, Ooh. or or Wednesday. Uh, Steph Chofi and he's basically he said that he would prefer. Tuesday night, but any okay. Wednesday you can do I have a university class till eight o'clock. So after eight o'clock on Wednesday. But yeah, either tomorrow or Wednesday, we're gonna have uh Napoli guest on. So I'm more interested in not talking about Lazio today, how that game ended. I don't know oh my want God. to talk about Dude, it.
0: That, that was pain. I'm not I'm not a Napoli or Lazio fan, I'm an inter fan, so I was a little bit ho- hoping you guys would win. But man, that was uh that was 94th minute, man. That that was a shocker.
1: No, absolutely, but I think we should talk about Inter, their game tomorrow against Milan. And I think the main talking point is Lotaro Martinez and the fact that Marici has more goals and assists than than Lautaro Martinez in twenty twenty two. And I'm gonna throw that out. Lautaro Martinez, I I would sell him in the summer. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I absolutely would. Um, and this is one of those things where hindsight is always 2020. You think about oh man, Tottenham were interested last year. Inter and Lautaro rejected the move. I wish maybe we should have gotten something for it. it. It was tough. Like I think, and you know what? Also, um, I know it's possible he can find form again, but but how many times have we talked about it, Jerry? And not just this season, like the last three seasons. How many times have we talked about it on this pot? Lautaro, we know, is capable of putting together incredible performances and scoring beautiful goals and having great games. But the guy has always been inconsistent. Now, he's probably in – I I don't think there's any question right now, this current run of form since the new year. This is probably the single worst, longest period of bad form he's had in an Inter shirt. So this is is like his stock is probably right now – lower than it's ever been, if I'm being honest here. Um, So is he capable of snapping out of it and finishing the season strong? Yes, but I will never forget, and I don't want any Interista to ever forget that he is always prone to just having his form fall off a cliff for weeks, if not months at a time. And so, yeah, if there's an opportunity, and I'm, I need him to do something between now and the end of the year, because Jerry, if he keeps playing like this, um, you know, you're not going to get much value for him. Like, honestly, like if, if he keeps playing like this, you know, a player that maybe a summer, two summers ago could have sold for, you know, 70, 80 billion, you may be getting like 30 billion euro offers for him and you may not even want to sell. So I hope he hits some kind of form. But yeah, if you have an opportunity and I think Inter will have an opportunity with some competition, you know, to bring in Gianluca Scamaca and, you know, there's always going to be, you know, links to maybe a, a, Romelu Lukaku return, you know how how feasible that is, I don't know, but yeah, I, I would look at every option on the table and I would say if I can get a good price in return for Lautaro Martinez, yeah, I I make that deal because if he's going to be this inconsistent, that's going to cost you trophies. It may very well cost Inter a Scudetto this season because it couple months ago, it looked like it was just, you know, Inter may finish double digits ahead of the field like they did last year. Now, they very well may not win it. Like, uh, you know, obviously playing like this, they're not going to win the Scudetto. They're not going to win Coppa Italia either playing like this. So, yeah, I would, I would strongly consider selling him.
1: I don't know. People are saying that if Lukaku had stayed with Inter, it wouldn't be this bad and he'd be scoring. I don't guarantee that because you don't know how he would fit under Simone Inzaghi because he plays a different style compared to Conte. He had a relationship with Conte that was like glue, okay? People are forgetting those two fought for each other and Conte has always wanted Lukaku because the way he plays is Conte ball. Physical, runs hard, uh, plays with his back against uh, the defense. Everything he does, he contributes to a 3 5 2. And um, the way Nzagi plays is not very the same style that that uh, Conte plays. And he's not very demanding on his players, Nzagi. He's not right. very. F- the physicality is not as intense. Um, for me, you sell Lotaro and. You hope for the best of what you can get for him, and you reinvest it into a new striker like Skamaka. Um, the, the question now, because you're stuck with Lactaro Martinez, so you got to deal with what you got to do with for the rest of the season. You have to sure, figure yeah. out
0: yeah.
1: how to get the best out of him. But what kills me about Nzagi is, and, and I give credit to Sharma. He sent out a tweet today about Inter fans questioning the depth of Inter. And he's right. This team won the Scudetto last year with basically the same roster with add-ons. Um, Dumfries was an add-on mm-hmm. that they signed. Correa. And, and 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 those are two that come to my mind. Here's the last one where I do not understand why he's not playing. And again, Inzaghi does it, and he wanted this player, Felipe Caicedo. Why isn't he playing when he's healthy? I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't agree with this. Like he should start tomorrow. If you really want my 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 personal number nine, that should be starting tomorrow for Inter, Caicedo. No, and, and I'm a... not
0: and I'm not going to argue it because there there's not a single informed striker. So it's like uh, Alexis was very hot for about a month and a half. He's hit a cold streak. Jako has hit a cold streak, which it's going to happen from time to time. He's 35 years old. And Lautaro is in the worst cold streak of his career. So yeah, I, honestly, I'm not going to argue with giving Caicedo a chance.
1: It's just stupid. Like, and and, and I know he only costs 800,000. But That's yeah. not that's that. Don't look at the numbers of what you. If you're going to talk like that, you, there's not even point of buying a player for 800,000. You should just leave him at Genoa. He'd probably be playing more. Caicedo yeah. is there to play for these games. He should be playing tomorrow because you have a weekend game. I don't know who you guys are playing to be honest on the
0: weekend. Uh I think it's um Salernitana I believe.
1: Oh, on Friday, right?
0: Yeah, Friday. Okay,
1: so you're playing t- tomorrow and then you got to play Friday. That's 3 days rest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are, yeah. You gonna, are you going to are you going to play Lautaro Martinez and Jericho in a Coppa Italia game tomorrow and then have to play them on Friday? Yeah, okay, right. it's, it's Salernitana, but they didn't forget that they got killed against Inter.
0: 6-1. And plus, dude, it's like they have no more margin for error. They just dropped points against Genoa. They lost to Sassuolo. It's like – and I know Sassuolo is not not a not an easy out, but still these are games that you are – and the Sassuolo game was at home. These are games you are supposed to win. You can't fuck around with Salernitana. No matter how bad they may be, you still – because it's it's the Serie A and you need points. You're trying to defend your Scudetto. I, I – Honestly, and and you know, and of course, let's remember the Coppa Italia. It's it's a two two legged tie, and I think tomorrow is going to be Milan's home game. So the way goal rules are are in effect for this. That yeah, I mean, honestly, if you, if you had to choose uh, best eleven, you can only play your best 11 one of these next two games. I I think I would I think I would play it against Salernitana. Some people would disagree with that, but just to me, the competition in Serie A is so much more important than the than the Coppa Italia against. The fans have to,
1: to to ask, what do you value more, a Coppa Italia or Scudetto? Man, if I was into I would say Scudetto. Oh, RB, yeah, 100%. Right? Like, 100%. If I could rewind 2019 20 and what, what it would mean to win that Scudetto for Lazio had the COVID never happened, like this is where Simone Inzaghi really has to figure it out because. He has a squad given to him that has players he can call off the bench. Now he needs to figure out how to put it together because he did it with Lazio Yeah. in 2019-20. He, he was he was going to win the Scudetto because he had the squad playing once a week. But now he needs to figure out, like, he obviously is going to, I don't know. And you guys have Liverpool next week, I think, as yeah, well. Yeah, which is like, so,
0: and honestly... um they 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 lost it in the first leg. Like I I they're not I'm sure they won't do this, but I wouldn't blame them if they played the primavera side in Anfield. Like it's just like you lost the first leg 2-0 home. It's like you, you can kiss it, you you're not you're not gonna you're not going to win by you know a three goal margin or a two goal margin and get to extra time in Anfield. It's not going to happen. Like I just, um, I, I think you just need to look at that competition and say, hey, we met our objective. We got to the round of sixteen. The second leg, it's, it's unwinnable. We cannot advance. We need to manage our squad. I honestly thought that Inter could win it back
1: when they got when you guys drew Liverpool. I'll be honest. I was a guy. I was one of the few people who thought Inter was going to win it. But that was in hindsight
0: well they actually like they they played like run a play they played really well but the problem is the attack has completely gone dry like if if they if they could have if they could have scored like they had so many chances like in the first half early in the second half if they could have buried a chance the rest of the game could have gone could have gone different I I I, and I'm I'm not saying like they deserve to win or anything like that don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not trying to sound biased here I'm just saying that like in the run of play, for what that's worth, Inter looked really good. Just Liverpool was so much more clinical. They only had a couple of chances. They buried both their chances.
1: Yeah, it's um, it, it's mind-boggling, and not having Barella, it, it, it does ma- really make a big difference. And yeah,
0: yeah, they started he, Arturo Vidal. It's like, what do you what do you expect?
1: Well, you didn't have Vecino because he was injured, I believe. So he yeah, wasn't available. Right. I didn't know that actually. I was wondering why. Inzaghi only made, like, two substitutes in that game, and Charma was telling me that he had a lot of players Oh, I thought he brought on Alexis Sanchez too late in that game. Waited too long to bring him in. And people are saying that Jekyll's a bust now, Jekyll this. I think they got more than they can bargain for with Jekyll, okay? It was always going to happen when the goals were going to dry up from him. Like... He wasn't there to give 30 goals in a season. It's Jekyll's not the issue because I think that even when he hasn't been scoring, he's been consistently good. But with Martinez, he's just overall bad. I I I I bantered him on Friday because he didn't score off the bench. And people are like, Oh, but he played good for 20 minutes. He he did some good stuff. And it's It's like his job
0: to score. Sorry. I don't give a
1: shit what he did yeah. good of. And, yeah. I, and I had an Inter fan come at me. He's like, oh, what did Cheeto do yesterday? <laughs> what did Cheeto do? I'll tell you what yeah. Cheeto did. Cheeto came back from an injury and provided a goal and an assist on yeah. Thursday. Played his head off. The guy just came back from an injury, played two games in three days. What do you expect him yesterday to do? Like, he, he came back more for the Europa League game to try to help us. Right. Um, that's where I see the difference between Hey, I always banter and say that Lutaro would always want to be Cheeto. Yeah, he has a Scudetto, <laughs> absolutely, but he didn't win that on his own. Just remember, no, no, like yeah. you know, what I
0: mean, like Lukaku, Hakimi, Conte, yeah, like that. That was Varela. not just
1: Lutaro. Yeah. If you guys didn't have Lukaku last year, he'd. Taro is not as yeah. effective. He was okay. immense
0: Lukaku last year. He was immense. And listen, like I, I get what you were saying earlier about like how you know Lukaku a, a better fit with Conte than he would probably be with Inzaghi. Like, still though, uh, I've I've got to think. And and obviously he's not having a good year in Chelsea, but a lot of that to me is psychological. He was in a great place psychologically with Inter. Like, I you know would he be as dangerous under Inzaghi as under Conte? Maybe not probably not but I've got to think he'd be he'd be better than uh, than what the senior citizens and uh, and Latato, who has no excuse I've got to think that Lukaku would be doing better right now
1: no he did it to himself he just yeah. needs to learn how to keep his mouth shut he's he is like Okay, I want to be sexist guys um he's like a chick when she, when a girls on a, on a period and she just goes emotional okay I speak from experience and and I've the same like when a girl goes on her period of the month they go either high or low and that's how he is he's high and low man like it's really bad where he's okay to today tomorrow he's all emotional and like right right and, and i'm not trying to be sexist or anything guys like that's not that's not where i'm trying to come off on here it's just the, the best way to describe it because mm-hmm. um, moody yeah they're moody yeah and, and why are you doing an interview in the middle of the season talking about inter already do that in two years like he shot himself in the foot at the end of the day and i don't blame inter fans who don't
0: want him back those are the ones i like the most because i'm i kind of annoyed like i i I would take him back i i I, I mean if, if nothing else he i know he loves the club and he did great at the club for two years so like i can understand why chelsea fans may not like him but i'm one of the inter fans who does still like him and i i would take him back he left for money man remember that could have stayed. Do, yeah, but the thing is, like, I'm, I guess I'm so jaded because people do that in every sport, every country. People, people leave for money. It happens, uh, and and if nothing else, man, he left for money. And I think that this experience has taught him that there are more important things than money. So I think he's probably he would probably not do it again if he had the opportunity. He would say, you know what, I'm going to appreciate what I have. I think the players have to learn to
1: say that you're not committed long term to a team. You're tied to the team. I love the team. I'm gonna stay here. You kiss the badge and you're like, yeah, this is what I only care about. And in one season, you're gone. Like yeah. your your words speak loud. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be careful what you say. And I think that's happened to Lukaku, where and, and even Hakimi, where he's like, oh, I'm never gonna leave this. And he points yeah. at his badge and it's like, Bro, don't do that, man. Like, that's where I have a lot of respect for Savage. Where oh yeah keep for on. sure seven years he's been with the club okay yeah. if he if he runs out his contract he'll be with the club for nine years and people are saying he could have done better with his life he could have done if he had gone to a bigger club more ambitious who is to say that if he went to Juventus he would be the same player under allegri you
0: never know who, you yeah. don't we don't know
1: i think people understand that you can't just say oh if he went to milan he'd be more successful he'd be winning right now Who's to say he, he plays well with Kessie or whoever it may be. Who's to say that he piles up with Tenali. He built a relationship with, with Luis Alberto. So when I hear people say, Oh, he's wasting his life away. No being at last for seven years, put him on the map because he's the guy who starts every game. Like he goes to enter. There's a chance that maybe he wasn't the starter. Maybe it doesn't work out the way it was. Maybe it doesn't fit the system. Um, he, Maybe Inzaghi was the guy for five years that he needed, yeah. and not somebody else. Like that, the, these are these are things you can't like. If you go back and say, "Oh, if he left three years later, earlier, he would have been this." And it's like, how, who's to say that, man? Like, and and, and people are like, "Oh, sorry is gonna ruin him." But I think sorry made him a better player. I think I think sorry has improved Savage more than what Nzagi has done in five years. Okay. Wow. I swear to God, I think that wow. he he even said it himself. I've never heard Nzagi say that this is the best player I've ever worked with,
0: mm-hmm. with his
1: skills and mentality. Sorry, Altright said this is one of the best players I ever managed. And look the way he plays under sorry. He he's more it looks like he has more freedom under yeah. sorry, where he That's plays all over the pitch. Whereas Nzagi limited his game and didn't want at the beginning, he wanted him attacking. And then he took it away and became more of a defensive holding midfielder. Where if you watch uh, Savage now, he's tack-minded, he controls the middle of the park, and he's in the defense. He's all over the place. And that's why, like, does, does, does Savage, the Savage the, the freedom the the role that he has with Lazio? Would he get that with Real Madrid? What would he be walking into? And that's why I think that sometimes Savage hasn't left because He's comfortable with what he's given. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe he does want to win, and that might come to a point now where he's thinking about that. But I've never heard Savage say that he's wanted to leave the club. He no longer wants to stay. That's people in media just twisting things. And yeah, exactly. If you want to talk about a player who wants to leave, that's Luis Alberto. They mm. will all agree. Like yeah. when you're talking about how you want to go to Spain back one day. Yeah, you're not implying that you're the one to leave, but you're throwing it out there and it's not a good look. But um and to answer Gerald's question, Satriano was not loaned out too early. The guy was
0: never going to play under Inzaghi. Right. And, and like um I I think I think anybody anybody would have done what they did, right? Cuz Satriano seemed to an experience. Oh, we can we can go bring in Caicedo and listen, it's early still for, for Caicedo. It, might, it may, it may, end up where he may score some big goals. I don't know. He may not, he may score some big goals, make a difference in some games as a sub, whatever. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, just because Satriano may be balling now and nobody's scoring at, it made, it made sense at the time, right? Loan him out for experience because you need pl- players young. What is he like? 18, 19 years old. You need to play like you need experience. You need to play. You're not going to get that regularly at Inter at his age. You know, uh, same thing with uh, Esposito. A couple of years ago, he wasn't going to get that experience. Uh, you know, Pina Monti. Although I, I don't really rate Pina Monti, but you know, he wasn't he wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time here, so you have to send him somewhere, somewhere where he can't. Hey, I, I've got a I've got a run, Jerry. I'll I'll and everybody.
1: I'll, I'll end. Hold on, I'll just end yeah, one go thing ahead. to that. Go ahead. was never going to play Satriano. I honestly no. thought that coming to Inter, he was in a change, and maybe he'll start to play some of the young guys. Not happening. Raul Morrow, last year, we didn't – none of our under-24 players played a single minute to the last game of the season. Wow. Yeah. Raul Morrow was about to leave the club. He wanted to leave, and we we're going to lose him on nothing. We signed it to a five-year contract, luckily, because Nzaghi left. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Sari play young players more this year than I've seen Nzaghi have done in the last two years. Raul Morrow played this year. Luca Romero has played this year. Um those are the two two players that we have that are ready to play I would say at least minimal but um yeah that was the right decision any young guys send them out there's no need yeah. to keep a player who's gonna play five minutes a season yeah. no no sense
0: yeah no it's, it's it's just it's hard uh so yeah I, I appreciate everybody who tuned in we're gonna have a uh, another episode and probably a longer episode either tomorrow night or Wednesday night. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, Coppa Italia semifinals. Look at the Serie A weekend coming up and Jerry, man, huge, huge shout out. Cause I know sharing everything you shared isn't easy. And I, I think, I think it is therapeutic and I hope it was therapeutic for you, my friend. So be well, and we'll talk, uh, in a day or two. Sounds good. Thank you again. Of course, man, Jerry Bancini and I'm Alex Dono. We'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast.